Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. We are more than just your weekly horoscope. We spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And welcome to the first week of the new year. 2022 is here. We've got some new vibes, some new energy. I know by the time this episode comes out, two transits have already happened. So we've already experienced our first two events of the new year and things are feeling new and different. Kara, how are you feeling? I am feeling fresh. Hello world. I am a new person. Welcome to Oh my gosh, 2022? That's wild. How are you feeling? I am also feeling fresh, a little relaxed, and honestly very excited and motivated for what is in store. I know that we've got some good stuff to talk about this week, so we'll tell you a little bit about that new moon in Capricorn that just went down and how to make the most most of it in just a second. Mercury is now in Aquarius, and you know, some big things are about to occur. This is uh, also your PSA. If you're someone who really wants to know what on earth the entirety of 2022 is going to look like, then definitely check out last week's episode where we did talk about the difference between 2021's astrology and 2022 astrology so you can get the full inside scoop of what this year entails that is already out and available for you to listen to. But For now, we're just going to touch on some of the new stuff that's occurring. Uh, Another PSA is Spotify now has ratings. I think not everyone has the feature yet, but if you do have the feature where you can leave us a little rating, that would be the best way to start off the new year. I think one of my new year's resolutions is to have a five-star podcast. So spread the word, let your friends know, put them onto the podcast. And if you have the feature and want to leave us a rating, I mean, you don't have to do five stars, but I would like five stars. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. I know that it might not seem like a big deal. And to be honest, I don't know how many podcasts I personally have like actually rated but you know we're still growing we're still new I know we're not very new but it really does like make a very big difference so if you do feel so inclined and you want to be I don't know helping us get our new year's resolutions then go ahead and give us a little rating and review you also can do that on apple Podcasts. that's been a thing but it's a new feature on spotify so we did just want to shout that out really quick This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, without further ado, already by the time this episode is out, Mercury has entered Aquarius. This started on January 2nd at 2.10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, Mercury, the planet of communication, in Aquarius, a very innovative sign allows for us to start shifting our thinking towards innovative thinking. Typically, whenever Mercury is in Aquarius, we see some new, you know, inventions. We see some progress being made on the tech front. Also, too, like a push for social justice. Uh, Aquarius energy can be very humanitarian. So I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward, we start to see some of that activism resurgence and that, you know, push for social justice kind of coming back to life as we saw, you know, last time Mercury was in Aquarius. But overall, one of the things I think we can think about on a personal scale is ways that we can think a little bit more outside of the box and ways that we can be a bit more innovative. Like I said, I know that typically Mercury in Aquarius is a big time for seeing these innovations come to life, but this can also be something that you bring into your personal life as well. You know, how can I change things up a bit and make something new? Yeah, I honestly think that it's a really great way to start off this year because, you know, as cheesy as it is, everyone has their New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me type of energy. So with Mercury being in Aquarius and again, Mercury is like our thinking, the way that we communicate, the way that we plan and do all of that, having that like very innovative energy can really help us, I guess, to like switch things up and move in a different direction if we want to or even just to approach things in a new way. There's been things going on in your life that you I don't know have just been curious about or want to figure out or maybe you weren't you know ready yet I guess to like fully just like commit to the thing or like try the new thing and go in a new direction because sometimes that can be scary Mercury and Aquarius will kind of be that like last little push to get you started I have a little bit of a prediction that I wanted to actually talk about. I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't talk about it last week because this is a 2022 as a whole prediction, but the thought came to me a little bit too late. But the metaverse, if you've ever heard of it, then you probably know that it's this or if you haven't heard of it now, you'll know this like little virtual reality world, I guess, where things can happen Like you can, I think, have jobs in the metaverse, like you can talk to people in the metaverse. And uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of what inspired this prediction, but basically it's sort of that virtual reality world that we can exist in. Uh, It's very Black Mirror, if you ask me, but regardless, Jupiter has entered Pisces. And if you listen to last week's episode, then you would know that we've already talked about with Jupiter entering Pisces, we're seeing things kind of really grow in regards to social media and also themes of escaping into like a little fantasy world. And with Mercury in Aquarius 
pushing us to be a little bit innovative, but also Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is discipline, it's rules, regulations, things like that, you know, making some big changes in the tech world, Jupiter and Pisces escaping from reality. The metaverse is kind of going to be a big deal this year. I know it sounds like a little weird, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see more and more and more things come out with this metaverse. Like I know, for example, I saw on Instagram the other day that certain celebrities are now going to be hosting concerts in the metaverse. That is extremely Jupiter and Pisces, if you ask me. While, you know, Saturn's in Aquarius because Jupiter and Pisces, we talked about this being growth for music and pop culture and things along those lines. And then again, the Saturn and Aquarius, the tech side of things, like I said, like the metaverse might be something people genuinely take more seriously starting now, but also throughout 2022, more of that virtual reality type of stuff, whether it's for games or for real life uses or, you know, things on your day to day. Honestly, I just get so shook every single time you talk about this because like it sounds like Black Mirror, like nothing you just said, like sounded real, Mm -hmm. like there's going to be concerts there. Yeah, like think of like the Fortnite concerts too, like more of that stuff. You know what else I saw? Unrelated but not because I'm like looking for new glasses or whatever. They like have the glasses with like the cameras on it too. And it's just like technology is really wild. Like it really is. And it's like, do you really want everything to like be recorded like that? I don't know. If you haven't watched Black Mirror, you should definitely go and watch it because it brings, uh, I don't know, it brings up a lot of these different things that are like apparently real life now, which is like kind of wild. But you know, spoiler alert, Mercury will eventually retrograde in Aquarius anyway. So like this energy is like here to stay and we're probably going to keep seeing a lot of changes in technology and a lot of like innovation and things like that. So definitely will be like an exciting time. Yeah. Also too, before we talk about the next important thing to know, I mentioned in last week's episode that everyone will become famous sort of in 2022. And that everyone, it'll be easy to get famous like on social media. And since then, like my For You page on TikTok has been like ways to become a full-time influencer in 2022, ways to grow your Instagram in 2022. And I was like, this is literally only the beginning. Everyone's about to be famous. But anyways, listen to last week's episode, moral of the story. Back to Mercury and Aquarius, intellect, (laughs) thinking with your intellect, thinking, you know, I think of this as like making the smart choices, doing the thing that, you know, is the most, not like practical in a way, but makes the most sense. Like I think of this as choosing, I guess, the well-educated, making a well-educated decisions, I guess, is what I what I want to say. If you find during this time that when it comes to decisions, you kind of do a little bit more research and figure figure out what's the best option from there, I would not be surprised. So like if there's any decisions that you need to make or if anything's going on and you just like, I don't know, need to figure it out, you'll probably be doing like a lot of like thinking like mentally in your mental space being like, okay, like what what does this mean? Like what can I actually do? And on top of that too, it's really good 
going back, it kind of goes back to what we were just saying, but like the innovative aspect of it too can really help you to find like creative solutions and new ways of like doing things and figuring things out. Yeah, old ways don't open new doors. But the last thing I wanted to touch on with Mercury and Aquarius is detachment. Now, I know that last time Mercury was in Aquarius, and I think during Aquarius season last year, I really went on a long tangent about this. So to save you from going back a year and listening to that tangent, my recap on this is detachment isn't owning nothing. It's knowing that nothing owns you. Aquarius energy are, you know, they're the masters of detachment. So during this time, you might find that you are detaching from you know, labels you put on yourself, detaching from ideologies you once had, you know, allowing things to come in and out of your life a little bit more freely. Now, granted, Aquarius is still a fixed sign, so there might be certain things that you really do hold firm to, but that ability to just know that like, hey, just because this thing is here doesn't mean it's a part of me, doesn't mean that it defines me and I can detach from it whenever. I've actually been reading this book called The Five Levels of Attachment and they gave this really perfect example in this book of like sports fanatics. Now, like I don't really care about sports, so I am what they would call like a level one attachment to sports. Like I'll go to a game if you invite me, but I don't really care which team is there or what the outcome is. Like I'm just there for the vibes that's like very much detachment in a nutshell. Like I'll enjoy the sport, but it's not my entire being where there's like level five, level five attachment, which is like this sports team is your identity. You won't be friends with people who like the opposite team. Your week is ruined. If your team loses, you take it personally when, you know, like someone criticizes your favorite sports team because it's part of your identity. Like that's an attachment, like a deep one. So that's something that you might be reflecting on is like where on that scale are you to different things in your life, whether they're friends, jobs, activities you enjoy, labels, you know, lifestyle choices, relationships, friendships, so many things, areas you live in. There's a lot of places, things experiences you can have attachments to and you might find that during this time that this now is something you're putting under evaluation and something you're starting to let go of well an unexpected (laughs) I guess realization that I just had about sports now is like people who like are so serious about it and like I don't know it never made sense to me because I was like if your team is bad like why would you like support it I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe because like there's no translation to that like in dance like you either like the dance company or like you don't and there isn't like as much of an attachment to it. But now but now I understand. And like another thing too that I personally realized was also like another way to practice attachment I guess is to uh, kind of like let go of expectations and the outcome so whether that's I don't know who's going to win the game or what grade you're going to get on a paper or I don't know where you're going to end up in a relationship after going on you know the first date like do you think that now you're suddenly going to be together forever or can you just like let things vibe like I don't know. I guess that just like as a person, I tend to think ahead. And honestly, Mercury in Aquarius is very forward thinking and it is definitely focused on the future. But sometimes, 
you know, you don't need to uh, be planning 50 steps ahead when you're only at step one. And there is like a lot of value in being like, we're just going to see where this goes. Like, I hope that this happens and this might happen, but to also be okay with like that not happening and being okay, like regardless of like what the outcome is. Which leads us honestly perfectly into the next thing we want to talk about. But before I use this perfect transition i do want to just ruin it all for everyone and let everyone know that mercury does go retrograde on the 14th i believe i could be wrong about that day so enjoy this mercury and aquarius energy now while you can because that retrograde is going to be a little funky weird vibes um we'll talk about that though at a later time but anyways, detach from the the idea that Mercury retrograde will ruin your life, though. You know, <laughs> like let Mercury retrograde happen, like detach from it. It's not going to ruin your life. Anyways, speaking of, let's talk about this new moon in Capricorn that just happened. So the new moon in Capricorn, if you listen to the Capricorn season episode, you would know we mentioned is a really good time for us to be thinking about our New Year's resolutions, our New Year's goals, and it's allowing us to sort of focus on what we want in the long term and how we can go after that. Definitely listen to the Capricorn season episode for more information on the new moon if you want to know about it. I mean, it did happen already, but if you want that insight, it is there for you. But in honor of this new moon and the fact that this is like the first week of the new year, Kara and I thought it would be kind of a good idea to talk a little bit about effective goal setting and give some, you know, tips on crafting your New Year's resolutions, maybe share some of our goals. But I think the first thing that I want to mention is in alignment with that detachment theory when it comes to the goals that you are setting there has to be some level of detachment in order to like probably actually achieve it so for example let's just say your goal is to run a 5k by the end of the year like you can take that run with it literally run with it (laughs) because it's a 5k that's so funny (laughs) dad jokes um (laughs) and run with it and you know wake up every single day dedicate your life to training and blah 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 and be so focused on like the outcome that you like injure yourself and like never are able to do the 5k now your life is ruined because you didn't accomplish your new year's resolution like that's not the way to do it like the way I personally would suggest going about it using this 5k goal as you know the example here would be to figure out every day what can bring you a step closer towards the goal. Maybe practicing every day is helpful, but sometimes your body needs to rest, building in days for stretching, you know, putting in hydration goals for the week instead of an actual physical goal, you know, taking different things into consideration and detaching from this whole idea of this is the only way to accomplish the goal. This is the only way I'll be able to do it. And also knowing too that if you don't, do the 5k or maybe you do the 5k and you walk like half of it like that's still an accomplishment and you can detach from this you know perfect vision of how things need to be and still be able to accomplish your goal if that makes sense yeah I feel like what works for one person might not work I don't know for someone else so when you're setting goals like not everyone will do it 
in the same way. And I just wanted to mention that because I figured out that there's actually a word or like a term for, I guess, the types of goals that I like to set. And I feel like, I don't know if this is true. I'm sure Jade will share her goals anyways, but I feel like the way that I set goals is a little bit different because mine are usually like a bit more broad and like less specific. So like when you're setting goals, you could do uh, just, I guess, to continue with the same example, like to run a 5k, like that could be a goal. And that would be like something that's measurable. Like you're saying, you know, how far you're going to run or how many days a week you're going to drink water or how many sleep how many hours of sleep you're gonna get and like there's like a measurable like this is the amount that I'm going to do and then like whether you achieve it or not you know is usually a bit more clear because the goal you set is very specific but you also can set what are called like value-based goals so it doesn't necessarily specify you know exactly how much but it's more so like an intention or like I don't know a vibe that you're going for so Just to give you an example, like a measurable goal being, you know, I'll run the 5K or like, you know, for a value-based version of that, you could switch it to something like I will run more often. (laughs) I don't know if that's definitely the best example, but like you could just say it in, I guess, like a more like Broadway or like I want to feel more rested in general. So maybe you don't get eight hours every single night, but overall you are getting enough sleep that makes you feel better. So, you know, if you're someone who like, I don't know, gets overwhelmed or very attached or if you're a perfectionist, sometimes it's helpful to not have the specific like amount because then it can lead you down that road of like black and white thinking like I didn't run the 5k so I failed like I did not achieve my goal because I walked half of it and I didn't run the whole thing versus like sometimes if you switch it to be more value-based or more based on something that's a bit more like broad and just kind of like again the vibes that you're going for like that you will finish the 5k maybe it doesn't matter how you get through it whether you run the whole thing or not or the amount of time it even takes for you to do it just the fact that you finish is enough so just wanted to I don't know throw that out there I feel like sometimes I don't know I feel like mine in the past have been like a mix of the two but I just wanted to again just mention it yeah I was gonna say on like another note like one thing that is also something worth taking into consideration and this is just like my Taurus moon cap rising really coming out here is like you want to make sure that like you actually like work on these things <laughs> like that you don't just say like oh I'm gonna run a 5k and then like never do a single thing for it I mean like feel free to do that but like if this is actually a goal of yours like I want you to think about what steps you can start to take And it doesn't have to be like, you know, going again with the 5K example, like, oh, I wake up and I run for 30 minutes, like right off the bat. Like it doesn't have to be that ridiculous. It can be like, oh, like I invest in the right running shoes. Like I practice enough, you know, hydration. I stretch like I download running apps like I join a running group, like specific things that you can actually do you don't have to do all of them but like you want to make sure that you have some steps so that way you can actually follow through on them and then this is coming from someone who has like low-key accomplished every new year's resolution I've ever set because I make pretty realistic effective goals I would say 
but a big reason why I'm able to actually follow through on all of them is because I actually do that next step, which is to like write out or like at least brainstorm like what I actually need to do in order to make that happen. Like, for example, last year's New Year's resolution was to quit my job and do the podcast full time, which did happen for a period of time, uh, you know, but what I remember saying to Kara all the time was like, okay, the first thing that I need to have in order is we need to have this in order. And then I need to have that in order. And then like this needs to happen and that needs to happen. And once these steps are in order, it should be easier for me to make that decision. And like I did those steps. So whatever it is that you really are serious about accomplishing, like make sure you know at least what steps you need to take. Like, so that way you can actually take the steps (laughs) yeah you also made a really good point though about like writing it down there's like statistics I don't even remember what they are but also people you know just throw numbers around anyways but people were saying that apparently according to statistics if you write down your goal you're more likely to achieve it so you know it doesn't really matter where you write it down you could write it down in your phone you could I don't know put it on a post-it note on your wall write it in your journal like whatever you want to do with that and then also apparently you're more likely to achieve your goal if you share it with other people I think that both like writing it down and telling other people your goals kind of I don't know increases the accountability I guess that you're going to do it because you know it's officially written like it exists now and like if someone knows that you know you're working towards it they might ask you about it or you might feel a little bit more motivated to actually do it because you said it out loud so those are some just like other like random tips I guess. Speaking of Kara what are some of your goals this year? So uh, I kind of have a lot my uh, I don't know one that I feel like I should mention because I've talked about this actually on the podcast before is that I really want to be more intentional with like how I spend my time because I feel like I have just like taken on so many different things like I was doing grad school and then I was also like doing student teaching at the same time which is how it's designed but it was a lot to like be doing school and like essentially working full time then to be doing the podcast and to be doing like a million other things and like I don't know I think that I need to like say no to things more often I guess and be very like clear with like you know what am I doing like is scrolling through Instagram right now really what I want to be doing or should I be I don't know taking a shower and then doing a face mask and doing other things that like will actually help me like decompress and relax and things like that. I have a similar goal. It's to be more intentional with my choices because I'm the queen of impulse decisions. So, but another one that I have in case anyone was curious is in case you all did not know, I deleted Twitter. Uh, I had what, like 18,000 followers that I just threw to the trash because of mental health reasons. I think one of my new challenges that I'm going to face, you know, now and one that I, you know, am working on is how can we grow this podcast and reach more people and inspire more people without having a large social media following to spread the word. So that'll be a challenge for sure to, you know, expand the astro fam without Hmm. twitter so i had a similar one what's yours 
yeah, just I don't, I don't know why, but like I also want to spend less time like aimlessly using social media because it really is very stressful. I feel like I learned that who you are in person and what you're actually doing in your you know, regular life, I guess, is way more important than what's going on on social media, like what people are saying, like what people are posting. And I really hope that I could like take a step back from that. And like Jade mentioned, it is like a little bit scary to, you know, say that just because we, I don't know, that's where we promoted a lot of like our things like that's where we promoted the podcast like that's where we talk about things and we still use Instagram and stuff like that but like it is a little bit scary but I also feel like it's very much needed and on a similar note too like I need to go through and be very intentional with like who I follow and like what accounts I follow I know that we mentioned this a while ago about this one blogger who like just lives a perfect life and we were like we just had to unfollow them because like they're just too perfect but like I'm realizing that that's valid like you don't just have to unfollow an account or unfollow someone because they're negative like if you are having a negative reaction to it even if there's something wrong with the content like there's something wrong with that one person that we're both thinking of right now like she's amazing like she does everything it's just the fact that when I see that I'm like I just compare myself I'm enraged what it is yeah like I'm like well why can't I do that like if only I had this then I could live my life like that and I would be perfect and my room could be like this and it's like okay no so you know I think it's valid to also like unfollow things that aren't even like you know obviously negative but if it's like giving you some type of like reaction like that like it's okay like you're allowed to not follow that account (laughs) or like friends that you don't talk to anymore and we're going to talk more about that in a Mm -hmm. hot minute but Kara, I do want you to know that I actually ranted about her this morning the person (laughs) you're talking about because someone sent me a post about how like morning routines are like never really realistic and I was like speaking of I know someone who's got the most unrealistic morning routine and I'd love to tell you about how much it annoys me yes (laughs) hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline But anyways, let's talk about what I just mentioned. Friends that you don't really keep in touch with and revisiting revisiting a lot of different things. Because on January 8th at 8.47 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we've got a little aspect that was worth deep diving into. The sun in Capricorn forms a conjunction, meaning it is on top of retrograde venus now in case you like are like i don't know what retrograde venus is we've got a whole episode on that too definitely go back and listen to that one because we really went in on it but anyways with the sun being our ego identity it represents the self venus in retrograde is you know allowing us to revisit our relationships with various topics a lot of things might start being questioned around January 8th, my freaking half birthday. Some of these topics include your relationship you have with yourself, 
the relationship you have with romance, your partners, friends, coworkers, among other topics. Yeah. The sun really does deal with our identity and dare I say our ego. So a lot of the things that we're going to be thinking about and reflecting on, I mean, this is true for the whole retrograde in some sense, but especially when, you know, it's conjunct the sun, it's really bringing out that like more personal aspect of it. So thinking about, you know, what your personal values are, or even like, I don't know, having realizations about the way that you relate to others or things going on in your friendships and it just it's positive but it also like can be a lot because again realizing things so like there will be things that like kind of come up but I can say that this almost like marks about the halfway point ish of the retrograde so you know things have been happening we've been reflecting and now we're kind of at that point where it's like okay we've been thinking we've been thinking we've been thinking and then kind of like after this is when we're like okay like what are we gonna do about it and then start thinking about that so that once everything goes direct again we're ready to like move forward and do things differently based on everything that we learned yeah I think for a lot of people we're gonna be thinking a lot about like you know, the people in our lives are low-key reflection of ourselves. Like, you choose to have people there. Like, some people obviously, like, will show up and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you know, like, you can't change the fact that, like, the janitor at your job is the janitor at your job. Like, you know, certain people are just there and there's not really much you can do about it. But a lot of the times, the people that are in our lives are there for a reason. And we, like, can keep them there or we can set boundaries and alter the relationship or we can cut ties and move on. And I think that a lot of us will be thinking, what am I tolerating? What am I allowing? What am I giving permission to? Like, are these people who are in my life a reflection of what I believe in? Are they a reflection of my ideals? Are they a reflection of what I want for myself? Or are they just there because they've always been there? Are they just there because they're there? Are they just there for whatever reason? And, you know, I'm bringing this up because it's less about like, oh, you did this, so you must go. But it's more like, this is what I want for myself. And I cannot see you being supportive of me progressing into that next step you are not someone who can you know come along with me into my next chapter or maybe you are someone who can you know that type of realization yeah I feel like too it's like kind of the classic you know you go to school every day and then you're friends with people just because you're essentially like forced to be around them every single day Mm -hmm. and like this kind of got I guess like tricky or different recently at least in my own life just because of like the pandemic and we were forced to like go online so like in a way that happened sooner because a lot of like the people in my classes that like I was friends with I guess or still am who knows like we would talk every single day and then once everything was online you know it wasn't really like that anymore but now that we're actually going back in person maybe who knows because some people are saying that's changing but as of right now our classes at least my classes are scheduled to like be in person and they're expecting everyone to be in person so definitely will be interesting to see like you know 
if that like if it goes back to I guess the way that it was where everyone's just going to be like friendly just because we're all together or now if people are going to be a little bit more selective and only kind of like I guess socialize with the people that they've been talking to like through the whole pandemic because like those are your quote-unquote real friends and I don't know I just think it'll be interesting I guess and it is important I guess even in your own life just to reflect on like okay like are we friends because we've been friends forever like are you really a good friend to me is this what I want are we just like growing apart like there's a lot of different layers to things that like could be going on but like if things like that are on your mind I think it's just like really important I guess to like give yourself the time and space to just like think about it you don't necessarily have to like take any action or like do anything about it I guess if that happens naturally and like whether that means you want to reach out or if you want to like start slowly distancing yourself or confront someone about something that's been going on like that's your business but you know it's just there's a lot of different I guess ways that this can like manifest also too because I talk about this with my therapist as like as you get older like if you're in your mid-20s you definitely know what I'm talking about but like at age 25 like a lot of my friends are at very different stages of life and it's not that like you know, I had a big falling out with my friends and like we hate each other and we never talk like it's really not like that. But there are some people that you just don't really relate to anymore because, you know, some people by age 25 want to start a business. Some people at age 25 want to move to another country. Some people at age 25 are ready to have a kid. Some people at 25 are getting engaged. Some people at 25 are buying a home. Like we're all in different stages of life. And I think one of the things too that's worth, you know, paying attention to is, you know, are you surrounded by people who are in similar stages to you? Are they supportive of the fact that you're in different stages or are they not? Because that's one thing. Like it's one thing to be like, okay, like my one good friend, like she's engaged. Like I am so happy for her. She's in a great relationship. Like this is something that she's been wanting. And she doesn't look at me like poor single friend. Why aren't you engaged? You know, why aren't you finding a husband? Like, why aren't you? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, we acknowledge and accept the fact that we're in two different stages of life and we're still friends and we can still vibe. But then there are those friends that are like, oh, what do you mean you don't want to go to the club anymore? Like, what do you mean? Like, you want to go to grad school? Like, what do you mean? Like X, Y, and Z, you know, it's not necessarily like, hey, I still am in my club phase and you're not anymore. Like, we're still friends. We still vibe. Like, that's something that's also important to address is like, are they supportive of the fact that you're in a different stage of life or are they, you know, pressuring you to get on the same wavelength as them? Yeah, it is really wild. I would just realize too that someone that I went to middle school with because she eventually moved away is like literally my age, married with two children. And I was like, whoa, like I'm not 25 yet. I feel like 25 is the age though where everyone starts talking about this, but I'm like, I'm not there yet, but it almost feels like I'm there. And I feel like the pandemic too somehow like exacerbated that because you know, everyone really is like all over the place. Like a lot of people either like moved home or they're apparently raising children or they're, I don't know, going back to school. And I feel like what you were saying is so important because it's okay 
to like be at different stages like you and your friends at least I don't personally think that like everyone needs to be doing exactly the same thing but I think that obviously respecting everyone's different choices and being supportive of the things that they want and then also not like imposing your values on other people is just like really important and I think that because everyone's like you know doing different things now and there isn't you know that consistent thing like school or even like maybe work like if you go to work every day and you see your coworkers, and now it's like not there like without that like almost like forced social interaction where it's like in your routine you kind of like have to find other ways to like connect or to like make it a part of your life again like I was saying before a little bit more intentionally otherwise you know it might not happen Okay, we're going to put a pinpoint in this because I do want to touch on a few other things before we come back to something a little fun and special Kara and I decided to do. But other things that come up with this January 8th moment is revisiting our relationship with money, you know, how we view finances, how we view just like wealth in general, and similarly beauty standards Like, are we victims of beauty standards? Do we feel beautiful and confident in our own skin? What makes us feel beautiful? What makes us feel confident? Are we engaging in that or are we not? And that answer will be entirely different because some people feel really beautiful, you know, like, I don't know, in like goth clothing. And like, I don't. Like, I'm more into like the the like European chic vibe but like some people need to be wearing like frilly clothing like girly pink vibrant you know what I mean like things like that like everyone's you know what makes people feel beautiful is different for everybody end of story yeah I was actually reading articles research I don't really know I don't even know how to explain this I'm just gonna blame it on Venus retrograde and that's why I was interested in looking all of these things up but I was looking at like why women wear makeup and I saw this interesting like study I guess that was saying that most like I think they had women rate themselves like uh, like different qualities they would like rate before they did their makeup and then like after it and like the way that they like rated their character traits so like whether you're like an honest person or a trustworthy person now I'm not saying that these were in the study nor do I remember what the study is so like you know just I understand I'm saying this like I guess for the concept of it like stayed the same but what they noticed was that when people like did their makeup afterwards it really boosted their self-confidence and that was the big number that they noticed the shift in so whether that's I don't know the way that you dress or the makeup that you wear or things like that like I don't know finding different ways to express yourself and just to like appear confident can really actually help boost your self-esteem and I just thought that that was really interesting especially you know when it comes to like Venus retrograde and like you know what we need to do well that's questionable because I'm like what we need to do to feel beautiful but do we really need to do anything I don't know that's a question that you really need to like answer for yourself almost but anyways revisiting (laughs) the friendship thing Kara and I wanted to end this episode with a cool new topic that's not really entirely related to astrology but it is because Mercury and Aquarius has us thinking about our friends Aquarius does deal with friends the Mercury retrograde in Aquarius that's coming up will have us revisiting friendships And this sun conjunct Venus retrograde in Capricorn is also bringing up 
how we relate to others. We wanted to talk about the signs to end a friendship. Now, Kara was actually the one who found these things. So if you want to explain. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was literally just like on Instagram and credit to uh, it's like their at is self care visuals on Instagram. If you don't follow them, I actually really enjoy that account. But anyways, they had this post that it was like signs to end a friendship. So I texted Jade and I was like, well, what if we just like read these and talk about these? Because like we were just saying, like friendship is a very big thing that's kind of like on our mind just because of the transits. So yeah, I thought it'd be fun to like read them off and just like share our thoughts and have a little chat. Well, without further ado, and I've also been talking a lot about this in therapy, so very fitting. Let's discuss. The first sign to end a friendship is you barely have anything to talk about and you spend too much time in silence. I feel like this is like, it depends. Like if you feel like you can't talk to someone, you have nothing to talk about because they only talk about themselves and you don't want to speak to them anymore. Like that's a different story versus like you just don't have anything in common. Like that's not beef. You just kind of grew apart. Like you can still be friends and just not hang out that often. But that's definitely something to think about. Like why you don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, we really didn't start off with a strong one or like, I don't know, like a very like clear one. But I agree. I really think that it depends on why you feel like you don't have any- anything to talk about. Like if you genuinely have no common interests or like Jade said, like you don't even have the opportunity to like bring things up or talk about things that you want to talk to, talk to that you want to talk about. That's like one thing. But also like. I guess just like as someone who has friends from like different areas of life, if that makes any sense, like example, like I studied abroad. So like I have friends from then, but I don't always talk to them. So I could just be like, well, we have nothing to talk about. But also sometimes it is important, I guess, to initiate conversations or to like bring things up or to like just ask. That's like a big thing. Like, how is it going? Like, really? Like, you know, last time we hung out, you were talking about this. Like, how'd that go? And like, make the conversation happen. So yeah, it really depends. The next one, the next sign to end a friendship is they resent your growth. They don't support your dreams or success. Absolutely. Fuck those people because your friends should support you. Yeah, literally. Why don't they support you? Like, I guess they're jealous. Like, I don't know. But does no, that that's sound a like a good friend to me? Yeah, cut them off. That You don't need that in your life, especially like if they're going to hold you back, like if their opinions and their, you know... Like, this is what we were saying before, like the friends that hold you back because they're on a different level than you and they want you to be on the same lower level as them. Like, that's not healthy. That's toxic. Like, cut that off. But also, too, like if they just genuinely aren't supportive for no reason because they want to be a hater, like, why would you want that as a friend? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And also it kind of depends on what your definition of success is because like what your goals are and what your friends goals are might be different. But regardless, like you should be supportive of each other. So like if someone's like not excited for something really big and something that you're excited about, like that's when you probably want to reevaluate, you know, what's going on. I'm going to combine these two, the next ones, but 
they feel you feel like they drain you and they aren't there for you when you need them the most. This this is a big one. I've found that a lot of my friendships are very or not even friendships, but just relationships in general. Like this could literally even be with like I don't even know, like it's just everyone in general. Like so if you're listening to this and you're my friend, like please don't take this personally. But like Everything is one-sided. I feel like as a Cancer Mercury, I'm always expected to listen to people, but no one ever listens to me back. I'm always expected to respect other people's boundaries, but when I set them, it's like it doesn't matter. People only ever come to me because they want something from me, not because they want, you know to like actually get to know me or talk to me or be my friend like that's not okay and that's something I've been talking about with my therapist it's like if you are setting boundaries over and over again and like your friends don't respect them they are only you know taking from you they're draining you they are you know expecting you to be there for them but won't be there for you like that's not healthy that's like kind of a leech and you should cut them off (laughs) Yeah, I notice this a lot in school, which seems like not a big deal. But like when people like ask you for homework or like ask you for pictures of like the textbook, this is like oddly specific, but there will be people who always will reach out to you. And I guess just in my life, it was prominent in school, but they'll always just reach out because they need something or they want something from you. And like, I don't know, I usually will like be helpful like I I don't know if that's like a character flaw or if that's like fine like maybe I shouldn't just like be so giving all the time but like to me that's like not a big deal to like send them a picture of like the book or whatever so like I'll tend to help and the next thing I know as soon as I have a question or need something they're like oh like they don't answer or they'll say that they don't have it even though they do and it's just like okay mental note like you know this person is not reciprocating my energy like I need to like you know, reel them back in because like there are people who are like kind of like that. And I just want to briefly touch on this, like the second part about like not being there when you need them the most, like sometimes people can't be there for you. And that's not the same as like them not wanting to be there for you or not being able to be there for you like at this time, because like it's it is like a little bit unrealistic to expect that like you know, someone can be there every single time something happens because sometimes people do go through like things in their own like personal life. Like I know a few months ago, like I was going through it and Jade was going through it too. And I called her and I was like, I don't know, everything's like a mess. And she was like, yeah, like it's a mess too. This is like, I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, rephrasing, I guess, the conversation in a new way because I don't want to like give too much information. But like, you know, you can't expect someone to like be there for you without also realizing that sometimes they don't have the space or the capacity to do it. So, you know, if it's a pattern of them like only using you for things and then never supporting you, like that's, you know, a situation that you need to reevaluate. But at the same time, like sometimes people are going through their own things and they can't be there. So it is about like finding the balance and hopefully, you know, the people in your life are able to like make space for you when they can. Also, I want to add on this just because like I genuinely experienced this recently, but like if you are like a friend of mine and like legitimately going for going through something and don't ever communicate it or don't let me know and I and I don't reach out to you, like do not take that as like Jade doesn't care about me. Jade never checked in on me. First of all, how can I check in on you? 
when I didn't even know that something was happening. Like if you are that person and you're like, my friends never check in on me. They never are there for me. Like, do you let them know that you're going through things or are you just expecting them to like intuitively know it and read your mind? Yeah. Because like that's important to know know too. Yeah, exactly. sometimes they will be able to sense it, but not all the time. So, like, there is some type of, like, I guess, accountability that you or, I guess, everyone kind of needs to take. Like, if there is something going on, like, it is important to communicate it. Otherwise, you know, you can't expect people to, like, read your mind. Anyways, the last one is that you enable each other's bad habits. Now, that is also a good one to think about because I think sometimes staying in our bad habits is comfortable and if your friends are only encouraging you to do the same like you're never gonna get any better and like especially too if like you actively are trying to be better and they see that you're trying to be better and they still encourage you to do worse like I think about when I was in college like undergrad not like current you know, grad school, I felt like I could never get out of that loop until I kind of wasn't in that environment anymore. Like your friend should understand that you're trying to work on something and encourage you to do better rather than like continually drag you down. And that's like not to say like, you know, like my my friends and I have all matured like that was a different time. So like if you're listening to this and you were a part of that era of my life, like we've all grown up, we've all done better. But at the moment, it wasn't OK. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot here. People don't always even like realize it. And that's not to like defend anyone or say that like that's OK type of like behavior. But sometimes people genuinely like might not realize that what they're doing, I guess, like is harmful. And I know it said like bad habits, but it really could be like. It could be anything, just like encouraging you or, I don't know, trying to get you to do things that just really aren't in alignment with who you are, whether that's something that you like outgrown or actively working on. And I don't know, it might be a conversation just to be like, hey, like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to like be involved or whatever. I want to spend more time doing something else. Like it could be a conversation or it could be a situation where you like actually need to distance yourself from the people just because the situation is like you know just not just not supporting you not good for you anymore so yeah to me like that's like a clear like you know if someone really is encouraging you to do things that are like really not supportive of you know who you are where you're headed if it's like genuinely like a very toxic situation to me that's like a clear yeah we need to reevaluate I need to distance myself we need to like not hang out anymore type of like thing yeah We've got a lot to think about, I think. I was going to say, I don't have anything else. Do you? No, just I guess my final thoughts are that it really depends on you and what you your needs are and what your boundaries are. And there isn't like a one size fits all. And I guess this retrograde is a really good time just to like be thinking about it. Much to think about. Literally, we gave you a lot of gems today. Effective (laughs) goal setting, when to end a friendship, reflecting on the relationships you have in your life, innovative thinking. We talked about the metaphors. (laughs) We really, we covered a lot. So I think that that's all we've got for now. But, you know, if you want to stay in the loop with us, especially as this Mercury retrograde approaches, you're going to want to follow us on social media at BLME The Stars on Instagram on Twitter and TikTok is BLME the stars POD. That is all for now. 
Happy New Year. And we'll see you all next Monday. Bye.